Welcome to the Liberty Leadership in Lies with Larry Linton podcast. For those of you who are new listeners, this podcast will be about exactly what the title implies. We will discuss the state of liberty in our republic today and how it is being eroded by the very institution that was created by our founding fathers to protect it, which is the government that now hates us. We'll also discuss the many different types and styles of leadership that exist today, but more frequently we'll talk about how our republic is best served by true servant leadership in elected office. On the topic of lies, we will discuss the many pervasive lies that are told in society today, and not only by our government, but their willing partners in the news media, social media, and tech sectors. These lies, they're designed to rob us of our liberty and destroy our trust in and reliance on the founding principles of our nation and its constitution. I will also use a portion of each episode to discuss my election campaign to represent Tennessee's House of Representatives, District 12. And what I hope to accomplish with my campaign is just basically a couple of things. I want to bring to Nashville an example of what following an oath to the Constitution looks like. And this is based upon my 30 years of service to our nation in the United States Navy. Additionally, once I am in Nashville... I would like to restore the state's role as the creator of and the parent to the federal government. What a lot of people don't realize is that our federal government is not a party to our Constitution, but it is a product of the Constitution. And this Constitution is a charter between all of the states that empowers the federal government with certain and extremely limited powers, such as providing for the common defense and to regulate trade. We can also discuss any tactics or techniques the listeners may have in the fight to restore our nation's founding principles when engaging with what has apparently become the people's enemy over the course of generations now, and that is the government that, one, hates us, and two, only sees us as the means to obtain and maintain power. If you would like to contact the show, just send an email to Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. You can also subscribe to my blog there at the website. Additionally, even at the website, you can contribute to my campaign. You can find the podcast and the campaign on social media. Just search for Larry for TN12 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the campaign info and Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Lynn for the podcast social media pages. I'm also on Telegram as Liberty Leadership and Lies. I will be recording the show either from the Goat Locker Studio in Sevierville, Tennessee, or on remote locations where my consulting business or election campaign takes me. Today's episode is one of those, so I apologize in advance for the sound quality. Before we kick off the episode, let's hear from the podcast primary sponsor. Welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we will talk about just a few of the lies floating around this past week. As usual, the usurpers of liberty and their enablers spewed a bunch of lies in their never-ending efforts to destroy our republic. Also, once again, I want to send out some thank yous to the listeners that continue to send in words of encouragement. Last week's episode and the weekend update seemed to really resonate with a bunch of you. I would really like to encourage you all that are enjoying these topics I discussed to share this podcast with all your family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. We are all in this fight together. There is strength in numbers. And while we may have not chosen this fight, our apathy has brought it to us. 
This fight, these battles, occur in every aspect of our lives. Why? Why do they take place in all facets of our lives? Well, it is because we allow the government to enter every part of our daily lives. From the moment we wake every day until we lay our heads down to sleep. Heck, even our sleep is not free from government interference and control. Today, we're going to discuss some of the words used by the old child sniffer during his dementia-riddled two-hour press conference. We don't even need to talk about the speech in Georgia last week either. I wasn't able to watch this whole press conference myself. I felt my IQ getting lower with each passing moment. You know, it's kind of sad that the puppet masters behind the scenes put that doddering old fool on public display like that. One would think that people that truly cared for him would not allow him to be such a spectacle of senility for the world to see. Any normal family would go to extraordinary lengths to protect their loved ones from being used like that. But, hey, we all know that the entire Biden family is dysfunctional, and power-hungry. Also, with the people behind the scenes putting the obviously declining old man on public display are doing a disservice to our republic. They are showing the world that this administration is weak beyond measure. They are emboldening our enemies and our rivals on the global stage. And of course, this is all by design. Based upon some of his words used during that press conference, Russia is now emboldened. They can do a small incursion. And just the other day, China is now looking at Taiwan much more closely. But let's cover down on some of the things the usurper-in-chief was instructed to say at the sham of a press conference. Right out of the gate, he goes with this. While it is not a lie, it is a statement meant to bolster his position on the vaccines and COVID fight. He stated, I quote, We went from 2 million people being vaccinated at the moment I was sworn in to 210 million Americans being fully vaccinated today. It's amazing, right? Not so much when you consider the first of the vaccines received an emergency use authorization from the Food and Drug Administration on 20 November 2020. So, in reality, the vaccines only became widely available shortly before he was inaugurated. Let's not forget either, what is the true number of people that are considered vaccinated? With the changing definition of who and what qualifies as being vaccinated is now a political definition instead of a scientific one. Now let's move on to this statement. He said, We created 6 million new jobs, more jobs in one year than any time before. That is just hilarity at its finest. Created? Really? How about now that government lockdowns are being lifted, people are returning to work? That number of jobs was not created. They have been restored because of the lack of government involvement. Then there is the fact which accompanies businesses restarting because government is no longer in the way. He is claiming credit for the unemployment rate dropping to 3.9%. Again, just another misleading fact. It does not take into account the labor participation rate. Same thing happened during the Obama administration. The unemployment rate dropped because people are no longer filing for unemployment because all that free money is running out. Plus, they're no longer looking for work. You just have to trust your own eyes, ladies and gentlemen. Look at all the help wanted signs that are out there. Look at all the businesses searching for employees and the level of customer services from businesses that are open around you because they are understaffed. 
These are all misleading facts or lies by obfuscation. Again, on the jobs front, his handlers had him state this, quote, new business applications grew by 30%, the biggest increase ever. The biggest increase ever? Maybe because businesses are starting back up because the government is getting out of the way with its mandates and lockdowns. All of that was in the opening statement from him and his communist handlers. Less than one minute into the press conference and he is claiming credit for doing something. But the fact is, those statistics are improving because of government doing nothing. Nothing by reducing the number of mandates and lockdowns. Of course, he's not done yet. He continues with this, and I quote, And for the first time in a long time, this country's working people actually got a raise. Actually got a raise, people. The bottom 40% saw their income go up most of all the categories. What he fails to mention is that the inflation his administration caused and is causing more than wiped out the increases in wages. In essence, everybody took a pay cut. Of course, he doesn't mention that higher wages had to be offered to lure people back off the government teat that him and his party created with all their free money. Enough about the economy, though. While he is oblivious to true economics, heck, he doesn't even know the price of hamburger meat, You and I and every other American are truly feeling the impacts of his and his fellow communists' economic planning. This, along with every other area where the ice cream connoisseur and his handlers are talking to us, must be looked at using critical thinking. But don't worry, it won't kill you. So let's move on to some comments about the communist efforts on the COVID front. He had this to say, We're going to stick with our vaccination efforts because vaccinations work. So get vaccinated, please, and get your booster. More lies, right? How effective is that vaccine? Is it really working? In fact, just the other day, the Center for Disease Control just admitted that natural immunity provides better protection than any of those wonder drugs. It's another inconvenient fact that is not widely admitted or widely publicized. But let's do some math here. He stated that there are only 35 million people left in the United States that have not received the vaccine or that are not fully vaccinated. Now, the population of the United States is roughly 327 million people. And by some very conservative estimates, one in five Americans have had and recovered from COVID, meaning they, and that's me, I'm in this group, have natural immunity. One in five Americans means roughly 65 million Americans. In normal math, 65 million is more than 35 million. Following that logic, every American is now protected against COVID. But do you think that'll stop them from the mandates? No siree. Let's pause for a word from a supporter of this podcast. Are you looking for a vacation that offers excitement and peaceful tranquility? You can get both right here in East Tennessee. Sevierville, which is the home of Dolly Parton and the world-famous Dollywood, in addition to the many family-friendly attractions in Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, provide the fun and excitement to the tranquil backdrop of the beauty of the rivers, streams, waterfalls, hiking trails, and mountaintop views in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. 
Sean Kelly and his family would love to encourage you to consider vacationing here at the Gateway to the Smoky Mountains. While there are several lodging companies you could choose from, Sean and his family have over 75 years of experience in the hospitality sector. If you are looking for a company with hometown values, where quality accommodations and cleanliness are paramount to your overall guest experience, look no further than Smoky Mountain Cabins of Tennessee. Book with confidence and be sure to tell the Kellys that you are their special guest to receive a 10% discount on reservations. Please be aware, though, that some restrictions do apply. So call now, toll-free at 866-289-8818. You can also look at their cabins online at www.smcabinstn.com. So call now and book your vacation here in the Smoky Mountains with Sean and the Smoky Mountain Cabins of Tennessee staff. They are experts in creating mountain memories one stay at a time. Once again, the number is 866-289-8818 and the website is www.smcabinstn.com. All right, welcome back. Hey, be sure and let Sean and his team know that you heard about them here on this podcast when booking your vacation here in the Smoky Mountains. Let's continue on the usurper's COVID theme, shall we? With regard to testing, especially in light of this latest surge, he had this to say, quote, We've gone from zero at-home tests a year ago to 375 million tests on the market in just this month. Of course, the media is leading the trumpet charge of free at-home government COVID tests. Now, there are a few things wrong with this. First is this. Nothing the government provides is free. Nothing. Ever. One of the great things Ronald Reagan said is this. The most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. A great truth and for many reasons. In the case of these free tests, the government is taking money from all of us through that horrible and unconstitutionally passed 16th Amendment to provide these tests. So while it may seem free because there's no immediate out-of-pocket expenses, these tests cost every taxpayer in our nation, both in terms of higher taxes and higher inflation. Inflation is the highest in decades and rising daily because the government is printing money to pay for all these great free things. Then, just how good is this testing regimen? I'm not saying these tests are or are not accurate, but exactly what purpose do they serve? What good does it do the people that are asymptomatic? Meaning they don't have any symptoms of contracting COVID. In our current society filled with sheep, that will only serve to further overwhelm hospitals, which, by the way, are experiencing staffing shortages because they fired a bunch of healthcare workers for refusing to take this vaccine. So testing on that front is a bad thing. Then there's this. You could take one of the free at-home test kits, then go out in the public to the grocery store or a big box store or a restaurant and catch the highly contagious Omicron variant, even if you're wearing one or two face diapers. The so-called experts we have been listening to for a couple of years now are telling us that cloth masks are ineffective against the Omicron variant. A research paper published in Peer J, which analyzed 20 different types of cloth masks, found that their pore sizes range from 80 to 500 micrometers. The novel coronavirus is about 0.12 micrometers. This means that tiny droplets can be inhaled through the voids, 
and never mind the gaps near the nose and cheeks. Then there is the fact that the usurper abandoned increased testing in early 2021 in favor of mandating the vaccines. I wonder why. A question which answers the why is this. Which of the two, testing or vaccines, cost the taxpayers the most money? You all know the answer to that, right? Inefficiency in spending is what the federal government excels at. Because the government needs our nation, our citizens, perpetually in debt, so the communists, and these are from both major political parties, the communists in our government can stay in power. Along those lines come two other statements from the marathon poop show of a press conference. The first one is this, and I quote, On top of that, we're making one billion, one billion at-home tests available for you to order and be delivered to your home for free. Just visit covidtest.gov to know how to get that free test kit to your home. Wow. Did you catch that? The little nuance in there? We're making and providing tests for free. We? What, does he have a mouse in his pocket? Or just like the good commie that he is, when he says we, he means government. If you think that isn't true, I'll just play you his own words. Give it a listen. Our Constitution opens with the words, as trite as it sounds, we the people. Well, it's time to remember that we the people are the government. Straight from the donkey's butt there, folks. Anyway, one billion free tests. If you were to buy these tests for yourself out of pocket, they could cost anywhere between $20 to $100. So let's go with an amount somewhere in between that of, say, $60 just for the kit. That doesn't account for the shipping costs associated with everybody having Uncle Sucker send them to whoever orders one online at a government website, a website that costs money too, by the way. Conservatively, though, let's go with a $60 billion price tag that the government is paying for the test kits and everything associated with. We, the government, didn't make them. We, the government, didn't buy them. We, the actual taxpayers of this country, are paying for them. A pharmaceutical company that is not only in bed with the government, but actually living with the government, made them. The taxpayers are footing the bill for more of this government spending. Yes, even those taxpayers that believe the government lie that it is providing something for free. Higher taxes and inflation do not affect the usurpers in government at all. They impact everybody else. We've reached the point in ultimate stupidity, though, with the effectiveness of this very expensive testing program. Let's say you get the at-home test kit. You test yourself. You get a negative result. Then you go out in town and are invariably infected with this highly contagious variant. Boom! You now have COVID, even though 30 minutes prior you tested negative. What is the average sheep going to do? Yep, go online and order another free test. Even though you've been vaxxed and boosted and let's not forget double, triple masked up too. Day after day, that will happen all over the country. Trust me. Just pick up a newspaper, watch television, or read an internet story and you will see the ridiculous heights of stupidity of the average American right now. Well, I would guess that at least 81 million voters, and I'm counting the imaginary ones here too, will burn through those billion tests in a matter of months and will it stop the spread of the virus? Absolutely not. What it will stop is any wealth or income generation in our republic 
growing an ever more dependent class of sheeple citizens. Then he mentions another item that is going to be free, the new COVID pill. I haven't been able to find any pricing on that yet, but let's go with a standard supply and demand model. The higher the demand with a limited supply, the higher the price will be. After stating that the test kits and these pills will be free, good old Uncle Joe, continuing with his communist theme, stated this, We purchased 20 million of these new Pfizer pills more than any country in the world. You know, there are some pretty expensive medications out there right now. The top 20 most expensive pills in the world during 2020, and based upon the length of therapy, ranged in price from $28,000 to $86,000. Again, let's take a conservative average of that price, around $58,000 for this new miracle free pill to fight COVID. That price tag could reach more than $1 trillion. Not of we, the government's money, but we, the taxpayers' money. There is no such thing as free when it comes to the government people. We seem to have forgotten that as a nation. Let's pause for a word from one of the supporters of this podcast. For all my listeners that live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my all-time favorite car mechanics and longtime good friend, Glenn Moser. He is a supporter of this podcast and the owner-operator of Professional Auto, located at 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha, in Virginia Beach. Phone number is 757-962-0102. Not only is Glenn an extremely talented mechanic, but he is also a great American and a staunch supporter of our constitutional rights. My family and I relied on Glenn and Professional Auto for all of our vehicle needs when we lived in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area. Quality work at a fair price and service with a smile are what you will receive when you take your vehicle to Professional Auto. I encourage all my listeners there in the Hampton Roads area to look them up if your car needs work. Again, that is Professional Auto, 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and the phone number is 757 962 Back on lies, and the lies we just covered, testing, pills, and the we associated with creating and buying them, along with misleading unemployment numbers, business startups, and wage increases, all of those lies occurred in just the first six minutes of that two-hour-long press conference. Our government really hates us and thinks so little of us that they put that dementia-riddled old man on camera in front of the nation and the world, counting on our apathy to not see the truth behind all of those lies. They count on our apathy to not even look into those statements. Right out of the gate to the first six minutes. It is sickening to know that there are a lot of what should be free-thinking people believing that too. At least 81 million real and fictitious voters though, right? I have to believe that means there are at least double that number of other Americans, yes, even the children out there, that know that this man and this administration are lying to us all. Yet it still baffles me on how the communists have been able to gain such a strong foothold in our free republic. Are there that many people that just do not care anymore? There are that many people that just want to be left alone? That, in itself, is almost as sickening as what these communists are doing to our great nation. 
As I mentioned in the last segment, we only covered the first six minutes of that press conference. Listening to and reading the transcript of that press conference has probably killed a whole bunch of my brain cells. But it is a sacrifice I'm willing to make so that I can get this information out to you and to whomever you share this podcast with to generate some critical thinking and looking into the lies our government tells us. It is information that should wake people up from their apathy and stir them to take action to regain control of our government and our republic. Let's go on, though, with some of the other lies and the communist hypocrisy. I don't even want to get into the American Rescue Plan and the money they have sent to schools too much because it makes my blood boil. But listen to what he said about that. Schools. Schools should stay open because the American Rescue Plan, we provided to states $130 billion. $130 billion to keep our students and educators safe and schools open. Funding for ventilation systems in schools. Social distancing. Hygiene for classrooms and the school buses. In addition, we've added another $10 billion for COVID-19 tests to be able to be administered at schools. And many states and school districts have spent this money very well. Unfortunately, some haven't. I encourage the states and school districts that use the funding to protect our children and keep our schools open. Use it. Remember, folks, the free money for schools in that plan is another example of the federal government using our sweat equity as the carrot and the stick. They are using the money to coerce compliance with COVID mitigation efforts that are the opposite of following the science. When the communists at the federal level do not get their way with school districts, they threaten to withdraw or claw back the money. Heck, I'm old enough to remember when the communists decried that behavior when the previous administration threatened to claw back federal funding from sanctuary cities. How about you? Enough about those lies. Now, just what did the usurper-in-chief have to say about the legitimacy of elections? Here it is. Thank you, Mr. President. Speaking of voting rights legislation, if this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. Again, I'm also old enough to remember that questioning the legitimacy of the elections before they happen was bad for the country. Later in the press conference, he even went further. Listen to what he states here. I just wanted to clarify, a moment ago you were asked whether or not you believed that we would have free and fair elections in 2022 if some of these state legislatures reforms their voting protocols you said that it depends uh, do you do you think that they would in any way be illegitimate oh yeah i think it easy to be, be illegitimate already sowing distrust in the election process where are all the orange man bad communists now that their installed leader is saying the same thing about elections that president trump said is there anybody out there in the not-so-free press going to hold him to task? Is anybody in the legacy media going to hold him accountable? Of course not. 
Meanwhile, behind the scenes of that, we still have the January 6th Select Committee investigating and trying to lay blame for the riot at the feet of the former president. All while the currently selected president is trying to whip up the same fervor concerning illegitimate elections right now. The communists know no bounds to their hypocrisy, right? Enough about that national disgrace of a press conference, though. Not even national, global disgrace of a press conference. A big thank you needs to be sent out to the puppet masters, though. Putting that mockery of the so-called leader of the free world on display has weakened our nation immeasurably. As I mentioned earlier, the near instant response to this is Russia's actions on the border of Ukraine, coupled with recalling all our diplomats and families home from there because it's too dangerous now. Because Biden invited the Russians in a small incursion. And just recently in the news, now up on the communist projection of weakness calendar of events is this. There are partners in China. They're getting ready to invade Taiwan. If there are any communists, Biden supporters, or even former Biden supporters now that listen to this program, you are responsible for this. You know there is absolutely no way that doddering old man won the election, yet you have stood by and enabled the continuing downfall of our republic. Whether now or later, realize this. There will be a reckoning. If that reckoning involves a spilling of blood and the loss of American lives, you are directly responsible for it. You and the rest of the communists in our government. Enough about that press conference, though. We're going to move along to another example of the cheerleaders and propagandists lying to support the communistic takeover of our republic. News stories and opinion pieces are being written on a furious pace here this past week in an attempt to discredit certain members of the Supreme Court. Of course, only those certain members that believe in the original intent of the Constitution, though. Not lying about the COVID stat members that only want to prop up the communists in their attempts to erode our liberties. Of course, you know I'm talking about Sotomayor here. Not a peep from the media about holding her accountable for that, but baseless articles or lies written to describe her as some sort of bullying victim of Justice Gorsuch. Anyway, some self-styled journalist by the name of Jane Mayer, who writes for the New Yorker, is after Justice Thomas again. Knowing the justice's thoughts about abortion as well as the Constitution, this writer, and many communists like her, are attempting to discredit Clarence Thomas again. She co-authored a book about Justice Thomas in 1994. All of this is in an effort to avoid the proper, liberty-affirming ruling on abortion that the Supreme Court should hand down soon. She wants the justice recused from the upcoming decision, banking on the liberalism of Chief Justice Roberts to keep the sacrifice of babies on the altar of ball continuing in our nation for the foreseeable future. She makes arguments in her piece about conflicts of interest that the commies in journalism never complain about if their preferred judges are ruling on cases. Look her up and look at some of the critical thinking debunking of her arguments that are out there. It is true. Communism is a mental disorder. Before we close the show, I would like to leave you with this from God's Word. It comes to us this week from Psalms 34, 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Clearly, 
Despite protestations and proclamations to the contrary, our elected officials have evil tongues. Their lips are speaking deceit much more frequently than speaking the truth. Lies by suppression, omission, as well as just blatant lies. Our founding fathers envisioned a republic where we the people would hold people in elected office accountable for speaking lies. They also envisioned a free press that would do the same. Our apathy towards government have given the communist elected officials tacit approval to lie to us in order to obtain and maintain power. The free press is no longer performing its designed purpose. They have become the enablers and cheerleaders for the creeping communism that is invading our republic and all of our institutions. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.